City Talks Football on City Talk 105.9. And welcome along to the show. It's actually extra time on City Talk 105.9, and we've got our top uh, goal scorer, League One's devastating marksman, Ryan Lowe, is in the studio. He's on 16 goals. Uh, Sangi couldn't make it, so we've got someone better than him uh, this week. And uh, Mark wow. Quayle joins us uh, in the studio. <laughs> no, Hello. top man, former pro footballer as well. So we're here until six o'clock. All in the game is then on uh, with Neil Atkinson. Thanks for joining us. You want to get involved? It's at City Talk 105. On the Twitter, unfortunately, that's the only way. If you're not on Twitter, uh, sorry, we're not technically savvy with anything else. But at it's at City Talk 105.9. If you want to join in the debate, uh, anything going on in here? Welcome along, lads. Evening, um, Steve. Hello. Not done bad, has he? Quietly, 16 goals. <laughs> and how old is Looks he? Looks like the Joker. 30, 30, 35. Get that smile off his face. 35, yeah. See the body on me in the paper, 35, Steve? Is that I, all? I think we're going to dedicate the first part of the show to Lowy, because we don't, don't, good. Getting embarrassed here. <laughs> we don't often talk enough about him. Um, let me find the, the headline from the Echo. Rovers on a high, thanks to Lowe. Forward haunts uh, old club midway through a first half in which MK Dons wasted most of their best chances to beat Tramere. A small group of home fans sang a song of homage to Ryan Lowe, <laughs> the goal scorer who left them in the summer. And then what did you do at the end? You whipped your shirt off and caused a right old Ferrari. Oh, look, first of all, terrific stuff, wasn't it? Did you really expect to get to uh, 16 goals this season? Um... I always expect to score goals, Steve. I think you know you look at your record over the over the years, and you you know Quayley will tell you he, he was a goal scorer, and you know he he always wants to score goals. You always want to score goals to get to 16 in a team that haven't really done as well as we'd like. Yeah, well, you know it is it is a decent achievement, but you know I feel I've still got plenty more to give and plenty more goals to get. Um, you know, and on that performance there the weekend, you know, obviously, yeah, I'll, I'll get the headlines for, for tapping in, as I said, and lethal from three yards. But the, 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 the credit has to go to the lads, you know, the back four, the keeper. Fon Williams made some excellent saves, and you think, oh, how many more saves can he keep? You know, young Matty cleared one off the line, threw his body on there. And, you know, if you read some of the you know the press from Carl Roms, and he was saying that the lads were throwing themselves on... Oh, you know, bodies on the line and Jennings, Kumas, Wallace back in there. Everyone right down from the goalkeeper, even to the subs that come on, you know, right down were, were immense on Saturday. And, and, you know, I'm saying to you then there off air, we, we deserved it. I thought Carl will say different because he said, you know, and, and yet he possibly could have been 2 or 3, 4 nil up maybe, the chances they had. But that's what we've got a good class goalkeeper in there for, Norm Fon Williams, to make them saves. And, you know, the gaffer had a bit of a rollicking at half time with us and said, look, get out there and believe him. We went out there, yeah, it took us till the 92nd, 93rd minute, but, you know, we didn't stop. We, you know, our desire and determination, what the gaffer questioned a little bit on Tuesday night, which rightly so. Proved, proved that we could do it there on Saturday and, and taking away three points from a very good MK Dons team. How much is age a barrier in modern-day football? I mean, it, he's not a young chap, he's, he's 35. But actually, is there something to be said for the older you are, that the wiser you are? And actually, that that can do a lot in League One. I, I mean, obviously, talking from my point of view, I decided, not from an age point of view, but I, I got to the stage where I wasn't hungry anymore for, for to put myself through the, the work that needed to be done to sort of, to keep earning a living, playing the game, I'd had enough sort of psychologically, but if Ryan's still hungry, I, I think it, he looks after himself. Um, I don't think age is, is, is a barrier. You see players playing, look, for example, gigs at the top level, who look after themselves. If you look after yourselves, you know, with your diet, with your approach to the game, with your things that you do off the field, 
that's an indication of how hungry you are to keep playing football. And he, obviously Ryan's hungry to keep playing, and uh, and he's getting his rewards as well. So yeah. I don't think Cage is a barrier. I think you mm-hmm. know, apart from the great beard, he could probably play for another <laughs> five years. Do you know what? I, I'll be dead honest with you. You know, I still haven't given up and making some appearances in the championship. I honestly haven't, and, and I probably as Mark saying there, that desire and the willingness to get out of bed of the morning and think, oh, you know, and he lost the love of it a little bit, and maybe when I, you I do get out of bed of the morning, right? let's just <laughs> yeah. quash that one yeah. right there. I'm saying in general in football, <laughs> just terms, about you, like... you don't really love the you know that love the game as much, mm-hmm. you know. A couple of years ago, I had my heart broke when I, I'd got to the championship with Sheffield Wednesday, and then I thought, well, MK Don's next step, yeah, maybe they can get in it. Didn't that? Didn't quite materialise. I'm not saying Sam are going to go and do it, but I've still got that desire. I still want to try and do it. I still want to achieve it. When you when you went there in the summer. I suppose with, with the tramway having the season they had last season, yeah. did you be you harbouring yeah, hopes for that again? Yeah, and, I think. And to be fair, I was thinking, well, you know, the gaffers got them there, and you know, there was loads of reports if they could have got me in in the January time when. When he nearly got me, it was very, very close to me going. Then maybe I, it could be in a different position. Or maybe you're in the playoffs. Maybe you get to the championship like the, the Oval did, who, who probably didn't expect to get there. But I, I still thrive on things like that, and I still want to win. And, and I am a moaner in the, in the dressing room, and I do moan at players. And some of the lads are, you know, probably fed up with me a little bit. And you know, the gaffers quoted me in there as being a winner, and I am. And, and most lads are. I'm not saying no, and the lads aren't. But you know, you've got to be able to still feel these things and still want to do it. And you know, and work extremely hard to, to still try and achieve it. And as I said to you, then I, I've still got ambitions of playing in, in the championship. I, you know, might be big ambitions, but. I still want to try and achieve it. You know, I was a late developer. I knocked back from all the clubs when I was a young lad, and I didn't sign my professional contract till I was 20. So I look at it as I've done me three or four years YTS when I was 20, 21, 22, 23 at Shrewsby. And, you know, so I still think I've got a lot to give. And, you know, I think I've only been in the game 15 years. Mark will tell you, he'd probably be in the, fi- in the game 15 years from the age of 15 to what? Mm. Uh, when did you finish, Mark? 30? Just, just, just yeah. So, 30, you know, yeah. so there's still a lot of time. That, that's 15 years. So he, you look at mine, mine's 15 years as a professional if markets are still being playing now at my age you're a couple of years older than me you're looking 20 years so you know people say oh you know yeah you're 35 but it doesn't matter I, I was a late developer I was still playing Sunday football at 19 10 and 20 so mm. you know maybe I haven't had the kicks and the bumps as Mark's had right the way through scholarship right the way through the games he played from the age of 15 right the way up which was a I lot of games that's really. a fact that I think yeah. uh, and there are occasions where I I mean my body's fine you know touch wood I, I had a few niggles mm. during my career but I'd like, you know, I go to five sides or seven sides twice a week of playing at the, the Astros here, and I'm fine. So I, I probably would like to think I could have done it. And there are occasions when the weather's nice and, the, the, you know, yeah. you've been watching a football, you think, you know what, great. And then the winter comes in and you think, you know what, the one thing you don't miss is going to those anonymous yeah. dressing rooms where they make it worse. They're, they're less comforting than prison cells, from what I've seen. Some prison, <laughs> you know, from, some I've never been in a prison cell. But, uh, yeah, so I think, um, you know, if... Ryan's obviously fortunate his body is holding up more than adequately you know and I think it's a mental thing yeah. um, and there are occasions where I, I do play the game still look at the game I think as you said earlier you are older you are wiser you probably run in a in a in a, a more considered fashion rather yeah, you probably than trace your energy yeah yeah, you? yeah I think so plus you're, you're more wise in terms of the decisions that you make yeah. so you're not making silly decisions you're not going to give the ball away silly things like that mm-hmm. well that was it like you know obviously on, on, on Saturday I didn't say no we had a back in, a, a, um, a kick in me back from the Tuesday night so anyway Gaffer says look I'm going to play it in this little 
And I thought, yeah, good one. That's never been four three three to four five one, which look, I've got no qualms in it. And you know, so your role was what? My, well, my role was trucking in on the right, and you know, as as Quayley was saying, then is a bit of experience when to go, when not to go. And as I was saying to you lads on off air before, you know, Dean Lewis and the left back, he he actually said to me in a game. In the game, are you going to track me if I, you know, bomb on? Well, never mind you track me, track you. Are you going to stay with me because I'm not moving from here? And and then all of a sudden, the two of us had a little bit of a giggle with each other. And then a couple of minutes later, he, he's one of his defenders saying something to him, and he goes, "No, I've got to stay with Lowy." And in my head, I just thought, oh, I've got you here. <laughs> so, you know, it was a case of cat and mouse, if you like. And I think, well, who's going to go? Am I, is he going to stay with me? And he was obviously more worried about me than I was with him because you know, I felt that we had a bit more cover in midfield getting across. And, you know, I'll get back, I'll track back, and maybe I'll just sneak behind him. Young Matthew Pennington was playing there right back. And I thought, well, I'll help him out as much as I can. And then it was a case of we ch- we changed over, me and young Matty Kennedy, and he went on the right and I went on the left then. And he was getting more joy down the right, so I thought, well, I'll just tuck in on the left, and you know, and ends up more or less drifting in as the, the second striker alongside Cass, and you know, that's where we got got a little bit of joy in there. So yeah, you know, you say the experience, it, it all helps out, and especially nowadays, you know your body, you know when to run, when not to run, and I'm the point is me running there. You know, there's times when I there's a ball clipped over the top, and I'll go, hmm, <laughs> nah, I'm not getting it, <laughs> but then I'll think, oh. Hang on a minute, and I think, well, why chase it out when I'm going to look a fool and when I end up sliding out? I'll let it go out. I'll get me shape. I'll save me breath, and I'm mm. gonna go again. I love that bit of chess that's going on on the on the field. <laughs> yeah. And actually, Lowy probably, and this is where age does count. He's determined the situation more than the MK Dons player there, hasn't yeah. he? Well, yeah, and it's stuck in his head, and he's known how to use it later on in the game. Yeah, well, I, I think he's known the personality as well. You yeah. know, because he's spent time with him, so uh, you know, effectively, you're cheating there, Ryan. You know, well, you know Sam Kidd, no, you know, but no, it's being clever. It's having you. Yeah. About yeah, and I think that uh, who did you say it was? Uh, Dean Lewinson. Dean Lewinson. Was it his fault for not picking you up at the back post when you? No, well, do you know what? It arguably could have been, but I was just I, I just drifted in. I seen obviously the ball got slid down to Cass, and I thought, well, I'll just keep myself on. Hmm. And you know, you know, I didn't know whether Cass had seen me or you know, he's claimed to see it was sort of just a shot across the box. I'll give him assist for it because you know the keeper did such it. Obviously, he just got me wrapped my foot round and I was away. But he did leave me sleeping in the back post. Maybe they thought that I weren't going to get in there because of there was only one up front. But when you see your, your centre forward who mm. was playing up front just gone out wide a little bit to receive the ball in the mm. box, I thought, well, I better get myself in there. And I always, you know, <laughs> most strikers do. You know, you see, well, that's habit then as it's well. It's an habit it? of being yeah. in between mm. the posts because if I'm outside the back post, I'm never going to score. If I'm yeah. in front of the near post, you, you know, it's hard to to adapt, isn't it? To you know yourself, Mark, to get in that position. I thought, well, I'm in a good position, and I'll, you know, I'll stay here. And yeah, I, I was unmarked. I saw, I saw Sturridge score a goal yesterday. There, I thought that, that's a lowy goal. Yeah, <laughs> right, right place. But you know what? Simple I always, volley home. But it was all about being in the right position. I always have a go at the wingers, me, for for not being in a position. Like I, I put a ball in, I play from the left, and I put a ball into the right, and the keeper fumbled it. It was sort of a, a tricky one in swing, and the keeper come out and fumbled it. Now. As a centre forward or a right winger or a left winger, you're thinking, go on, he, he's fumbled it two yards, clearly, where, where, you're on there, aren't you? Mm. He, you know, he's been a striker in his day as well, you're thinking, they're giving me goals, they call them. And I had to go at young Jake, I said, Jake, get yourself in there, he'd come on. And he went, oh, because oh, he didn't anticipate it. But then again, young Jake's only 19, 20 years of age, so eventually, you know, Daddy O'Grady used to say to me when I played right wing for, for, for crew, you, you get 10 goals a season from right mm. side or left side. 
Mm. Interesting, your manager talking today to our intrepid reporter, uh, young Matty Jones, and, uh, and he said you're a certainty for 25 league goals this season. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure is, there. is that yeah. what you want your gaffer to say to you, uh, Coily? I, I think that that shows it shows the confidence I think yeah. and Absolutely. I think you, you can talk when the emotions are, not, not the emotions are running high but the, the moment's good right now where yeah. you know you've won three points away from unexpected away from home and, and obviously Ryan's got the goal and I think that I'd, I'd say that's that's fair comment myself and I think uh, you know I don't know whether you set and we mentioned off here do you set targets do you set a goal of, of a certain number of goals but I think you you probably assess it as it goes on don't you yeah you, you just you, you go as it goes you know you, you just keep ticking along like I hadn't scored in four and you were actually giving me a bit of stick last week on the show. Oh, Steve. I was only ribbing you. Just, saying, yeah, just said it was a drought. <laughs> but, did, you know, sometimes, yeah, it may play in the back of your mind, but sometimes you think, well, you know, like, it's hard for me at this moment in time because I seem to get all the praise and it's not just about me. Yeah, I, You know, and I've said to loads of numerous reporters, you know, it's about the team and you we're know, talking about Fon Williams there. He's being class for us. Mm. The defence have been phenomenal of late and midfielders and, you know, everyone, even Cash when he's coming on, he hasn't scored yet but he's been a battering ram for me. He's been bulldozing people who have been working ever so hard and we all have collectively mm. as a team as well as the coaches. How have you found getting your goals this year? Have you found it not easier but have you found them possibly the chances coming because you're coming from possibly a deeper position sometimes rather than being the, the spearhead. Well, do you know what? To be honest with you, Mike, I've been gambling a lot. Mm, but from a deeper... No, well, I've been playing the, the lone striker before right, okay. Cass come, so I've, uh, you know, I've been up there and I've been gambling and, and I look at the likes of Suarez and, you know, seen the one yesterday where he, you know, mm. he, he's just made the chance out of not and he's waited for a bounce, he's got in there, he's got his body in. You look at them type of things because, you know, like the, the defenders in our league, with all due respect, they're not Premier League standard. I'm not saying I'm Premier League standard, but if you're a bit wise and clever going back to a bit of experience you think well hang on is he just going to head this back to him and you know a lot of people criticise me for being offside loads but I'll be offside five or six times in a game but there'll be that one time I'm not and I'm in and mm. I, you know I'll, I'll choose to you know well, hopefully get us a goal that way so the chances have been you know some of them have been good like Robbo put one on a play for me oh, I still have to do a little bit of work that you know mm. Wallace has had the one down I've got on the end so sometimes you can find yourself coming into yeah, the box it's late being and in you're not marked yeah the no ball. mine's the more of can, being can in there you find you sometimes when you're not sort of trying to force it yeah. to come to you well, yeah. you know like Johnny Mack and the guy they call me the, they call me the sniffer in and around the box because I'm always there because this is on pitch sniffer yeah, yeah. <laughs> should come older you know it's a case of being in there in you want to score goals yeah, yeah. You know, what's the yeah. point of me being on the 18 yard box when the when the wingers on the byline you know mm. looking to drill one across I'm, mm. so you're always in there in there about but yeah you know it's a, it's been a bit tough of late because you know as I say I get the goals but then sometimes we're not winning and look it's, it's a team game and as I've said you know numerous times that's what I'm there to, to do is score goals oh come on Lowy take 10, no, min yeah, ten no, minutes of praise it's the only praise we'll give you I throughout do, the season I do enjoy and I do um, like it don't get me wrong but as well you know it's it's my teammates there and I haven't heard that interview yet after Gaffer so I'll, I'll have a listen absolutely. and see what he's saying well look you're not <clears throat> you're not top scorer in League One you're joint top scorer with Leon Clark of course who's, who's moved to, to uh, Asambalunga and Britta Britta Asambalunga a million pounds Peterborough paid for him. Yeah. If, you, if you're going to value yourself, Lowy, what would it be? Tenner. <laughs> You can only value yourself of what you, you know, your, your transfer fees and that have been. And, you know, you look at, like, so, you know, Clark, obviously the age difference, you think he's 28 and he's just gone for 750 grand. Asa Malongu. Asa Malonga. Asa Malonga. You know, he's 21, 22, a million pounds. You know, I was fortunate to be 
paid £150,000 from Berry for, to, to Sheffield Wednesday. So there, there you feel. Well, what I would say, look at your scoring record for Berry, and then look at what you're doing this season. Yeah. And, and actually... Did anyone ever think they were taking a risk signing you? I don't. I don't think so. No, probably not. And as I said, you know, when I was being big headed, there was a couple of, you know, there was a couple of clubs I, you know, I could have signed for. Even when I'd left Sheffield Wednesday, you know, there was there was big clubs who, one actually went to the championship, mm. and you know, maybe was it the right decision to go to Sheffield Wednesday or to Doncaster? Mm. <laughs> that was blew me gaff there, haven't I? But you know, when I thought, well, no, it, it, was, it was it was it was right for me to go to Sheffield Wednesday, help them get promotion. Obviously, I didn't get the chance, and then MK Dons. You know, I could have went to Doncaster again, and I chose to to go to MK Dons because I thought, you know, felt it was it was right. But you know, that that's just the way football is, and you know, you, you, I never like to look back. I think the it. other the other factor is that, you know, without sort of spending too much time sort of looking at all the different reasons, if you if you're happy, you play well, you you get your chances, yeah. you know. And, I, and I'm assuming that you're at home, you're, well, you're well, playing here, it, yeah. and that's uh, good know, for you off the pitch as you're well. You're at home, Mark, and you, you know yourself with the kids, mm. and you know, mm. the, I mean, little hard Alfie, I think they're all sick of him over the time. He just comes in with me, he's <laughs> in, sitting there with the lads, they're getting changed, they're having banter mm. with him, and mm. you know, Johnny Max messing his hair up, and he's fixing his, you know, he's and he's loved around the place. Yeah. The, you know, it's it is a family, it's a great great little club, and you know, he can come with me. I'm home for half five instead of getting on a yeah. train, and you're getting home at nine o'clock and travelling. Mm. You miss a time. On a Friday night to stay in a hotel. It, you know, is it all? Don't get me wrong. Yet the money's great and whatever else, but y- your family's more important, yeah. and that's why I chose to come home. As I said before, there was a couple of interests before Tramia, but there was only one place I was coming, and that, and that was Tramia. Okay, couple of thoughts. Uh, Guinea says, "Lowy on a high." Go ahead, lad. Graf pays off. Uh, Silver Fox in the box, and Mick says, uh, "Lowy's ace." I bet on him to be the league's leading goal scorer since his uh, his Berry days. Uh, Nick says, "Do the lads agree?" Colo's error was schoolboy stuff. Uh, don't pass a across your own box not for the first time this season either a few more on that and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Liverpool's hiccup in terms of conceding that goal at West Brom in a moment and we'll also talk about goal scoring scoring celebrations it's extra time until six extra time on City Talk 105.9 I don't know what that song was on the end. I think Claire's Traffic and Travel went a bit haywire. <laughs> um, I just want to talk about goal celebrations before we get into the intricacies of Everton and, and Liverpool. I mentioned before, you you thought you'd upset MK Dons with sort of stripping your, your shirt off and running down the, the side and you said sorry to Carl Robinson. Um, shouldn't we really be going to football matches where players are allowed to express you know the, yeah. the moment and that that was the moment for you wasn't it yeah and it was and you know what i had a few mk dons p- people tweeting me saying no fair play to you know you you know you they don't wanted me to do it you know i've celebrated most clubs and i think berry would be one where i'd be a bit you know what i mean and sheffield wednesday we played them last year in the fa cup for mk dons and i got a batter and i was getting kicked and i thought you know what i'm showing these too much respect i'm not there no more I'm going to get stuck into some of these players, you know what I mean? They owe me nothing, I owe them nothing. Yeah, fans were great, great going up, promotion, all that. But And I just thought on on on, um, on Saturday, you know, look, we're at the wrong end of the table for whatever reasons, be that we haven't performed most of the season. And that was the 90, I think it was 92nd minute, was it, Steve, on there, I think, you know. Mm. And I thought, well, why not? My fans are there, you know, they paid a lot of money to come down and, yeah... I think go a bit OTT. Well, I, su- you know. I, I suppose at the time you're not you're not but, thinking it's what's na- natural in it. You well, know, you're not, Mark. You know yourself. You scored loads of goals, professional levels, well, and whatever else. And usually, when I played against all clubs, I'd left acrimoniously, so I didn't really <laughs> hold them in that. Once it once it went for me, that was it. There was no old bars. Yeah, and, yeah. and look, you know, people have done it, and people don't do it, and whatever else. So. 
Well, that was buzzing. I was happy. You know, got the lads three points with four hard for it. You know, and as I say, there was you know my fans were down there, paid all their hard and money to come and watch us. So I done my bit, done my celebration, got the six. Pa- did <laughs> the you get a yellow, yellow card? Did you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I put it off as well. I, I get home on um, Saturday night and be like, "Oh, Dad, you took your top off. Did you get a yellow card?" And I went, "Yeah." And he went, "Mom, he's naughty. He got a yellow card." <laughs> so I'm probably, you know, giving yeah. me little lad the wrong information there. But you know, <laughs> look, it was it was one of them things, and you know, you're buzzing with it and everything about it. So. Yeah, that they, you should, I mean, I don't, I don't agree with that. You shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't get a, a yellow card for that. For, for doing it, because no. it's a natural show of emotion. We should say it's Mark Quayle, former pro footballer here with uh, with Ryan Lowe. Just in terms of celebration then, for you, Quayle, we saw Steven Gerrard score with a header last week, yeah. and I saw the most demonic screaming look on his face like I'd never seen before. It meant yeah. Yeah. everything to him for, for a variety of reasons. And then we see Daniel Sturridge, who, who sort of jigs his arms about, or Tim Cahill, who punches a corner flag in some... Um, do you like one style more than another? I, I, I like the show of emotion. I didn't particularly like Gerard's show of emotion. It took me back to a dark place there for a moment, Steve. To be Blue, honest with you, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's what it's all about for me. You know, it's, it's how you feel. You, you know, you like Ryan said earlier. As a as a team player, you you know, you, you're watching your goalie sometimes make saves. You're watching your defenders put their body on the line. Yeah. And believe it or not, it's for them as well. You really do. It's not just a selfish thing. As a striker, you, you are. You want to go out and score goals. Get top score or whatever you want to call it however whatever motivates you that way but when you get in the change rooms after and you see the delight on them on the faces and you're going on the coach on the way home and you really do think you know what that was for them as much as yeah. it was for me it really does make that i think the thing with with storage with his celebrations there just seems to be a massive lack of emotion and it tied him i didn't read the full article but i know jamie carragher had kind of said storage is lethal but he's still unloved by you know the anfield crowd sort of thing and without reading it I kind of know what he meant and I can and possibly it's down to one of those things for me it looks like there's a disconnection between how the Liverpool fans see football and when they score a goal and possibly I mean I'm not just saying that's the only reason you know, but I don't know what other reasons there could be but you know I think but people that, would like to see him celebration does it, does that not help um Create that engagement. If he ran to the fans, arms out wide, like Gerard, looking like you know, I would just say had ten would, birthdays. Uh, yeah. Do, do you think the fans would be far more inclined to be singing his name, I'd, talking about storage? I'd all say the time? it would help. It. I'm not saying it would definitely cure it overnight, but it, certainly I don't think that um, the massive fans of that dance. Mm. Yeah, which is fair play to them because it's awful. Do you know what, Steve? I, pl- I played with a, a few players. I played with a lot of Sheffield Wednesday, Chris O'Grady. God, you could barely get a smile out of him when he scored. <laughs> and you think to yourself, do you know what? He scored we played... Um, I was injured at the time. We played Sheffield United in a derby at, at um, Bramall Lane, the first one was. And uh, he scored the equalising goal. Mm. And he just ran back to the halfway line, mm. giving it one of them with his fists. And I was thinking, oh my God, you have just scored one of the most important goals in the Sheffield yeah. derby. And yeah. you just... You know yeah. what I mean? As yeah. I've been away jumping and... But... Look, some people are different, but yeah, I agree with, with, with Mark, what he's saying about Daniel Sturridge, you know, he, unbelievable player for me, and he is step Oh, he's phenomenal, step isn't he? I don't know, you know, he's, he's into his God and his, his, all his, you know, in the air and whatnot, and his sign of the crosses and whatnot, maybe as a way of, you know, celebrating, you know, deep down, and, you know, I follow him on Instagram and, and Twitter, and he, he loves it, don't get me wrong, he's always posting pictures when he scored, and so maybe some people may be... The, bit different, yeah. Don't get me wrong, I'd like to see him jump in the cop, if, if I'm being honest, and give it one of them gets here, and give it one of them on the badge, and just because he's here with us forever, how long he's here, you know, there's room that he's, he's, he's going to be signing a new contract as well, a long-term contract, so look, he's here, he's, he's one of us, 
show a little bit more. Maybe that's just the way he is in in general. And and by the way, I, I actually met him a couple of weeks ago. Brought Alfie up to Melbourne, as I said on the show. And like, what a what a great lad. And you know, was talking to me little boy is about football. As if he was his mate, if he'd known him for years. And so look, it may be different on the pitch as he is off the pitch, and he, he may have different ideas of I, celebrations. I, I grew up with um, watching. Uh, uh, my, my dream was obviously to score the winning goal in the World Cup final. And, and Marco Tardelli, when he celebrates, he scores a goal for Italy. I think it was 1982. And anyone who's not seen it, I'll probably get it on YouTube. And the pure emotion that comes out of of a footballer that that one moment is just sums it up, you know. That, that's if England ever got to the World Cup final and Sturridge, Sturridge scores the winner, it'd be interesting to see if he if he if he did the dance or or, or went bananas, you know. Yeah, it's like the, the, the Romario or the, or the Maradona in the '96 World Cup. Wasn't oh it? yeah, looking yeah. into the there's there's, yeah. there's loads of like well, well, there might be something else behind that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I had one at at, uh, at Berry when we got promoted Chesterfield away, and. Um, the ball come out, back stick, touch, bang, goal. And I, I got that much thrown up in it. I jumped in the air and I seen all the fans running towards me and I was thinking, oh my God, <laughs> they're going to come on the pitch. And, and I actually got a little bit worried and, and I just turned the other way and, and sort of just went off a little bit on the celebration back towards, like, you know, the kickoff because I thought there's going to be a bit of a... Well, probably, you know, they're all going to get on the pitch, could end up doing whatever. Anyway, there was loads on the pitch, there was, they, were, they were everywhere. But little things like that, and you, you start thinking about other people. Me, me little Adolf, he was in the crowd with me, Mrs. Uncle and his land. I was thinking, oh, wait, where's, where's the kids? What, what am I doing? You know, and it's just all drawn up. You just don't know where you're at or, or, or what you're doing, you know. So sometimes it, it, it that's just the way it is, and you, you work at it and you think, oh, you know, what could have I done there? Or, you know, but look, emotion takes over when you score them goals. There's been times you, you pinch yourself. And you think, oh, that really just happened, and and it has, and, and that's the great. The that's great what it's all about. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a yeah. pre-prepared moment. And actually, I could never I look back and just not do nothing in a celebration. Mm. I'd no, have but to it, give but it even... Yeah, it's your mm. fist pumping. I watched Fabio Barini, yeah. and of course, you know, massive goal for him against Newcastle. He does that sort of silly thing where he yeah. chews mm. his hand, doesn't he? Mm. But he manages to merge that with some sense of this is but the again, greatest moment ever. He, he yeah. got booked, didn't he, for that celebration again? You know, yeah. this, their fans were above the Newcastle fans. Don't he? he was he was golden, the Newcastle no, fans. No, he was just, he stood on the thing. Yeah. He? But, you know what, I, I celebrate every goal as if it's my last. Mm. I don't think Sturridge could actually merge that that jig with actually something that looks emotional. I think he's going to have to go all out with in, a change there, isn't in he? In defence, possibly, of players such as this, um, it's important at the top level that players keep their emotions in check and you can play with a level head, you know, on these yeah. big occasions, big games, derby matches, cup finals, all that kind of thing. And, and if that's the, the sort of trade-off, then, you know, then fair enough, you know, he's, he's had a better career than I, than I yeah. had, obviously, so, uh, you know, it, it works for him, and he's scoring goals yeah, from that's, the pool, that, then, that's you know... It. He, he might he, he might look at it different, you know what I mean? And, and, and you can see, we're not saying here now that he doesn't celebrate every goal because he mm. doesn't want to or he's not really bothered, he's just scored another goal. Trust me, most players who score goals are, are thriving and buzzing off the, mm. the, the effect of it. Well, and actually, one of the, the celebrations I absolutely loved and always loved was Faustino Espria, who used to do the ridiculous sort of backflips, yeah, sort yeah. of cartwheeling mm. to the halfway line. Uh, weirdly, which is at the opposite end of the scale. It's the, it's the pre-prepared end yeah. of the scale, isn't it? Well, yeah. So, actually, Sherman Jones do one the other day, didn't you? The, mm. the backflip and whatever well, else. You know, he's yeah, a big lad for doing a backflip, isn't he? It's that, it's, it's that uh, you know, that, that just display of emotion in that one moment. It really, you know, and that's what, what Sturridge 
Bruce does, whether there's uh, whether he's building it up somewhere, you know, whether he uh, gets out the stadium yeah. and like screams. Well, but he, he gives it up to the heavens, doesn't he? His hands mm. are up to the heavens all the time, so maybe that's a sign. Which of, is great because it's oh, obviously an inspiration. Ex- excellent. But it's part of his well, his life, isn't and it? You see, and you see the kids nowadays who do all these celebrations. They copy the Sturridge one. They copy mm. the Suarez one. That you know, the Cahill. The Cahill one, I haven't seen many doing the, the flips, the Asprilas or the Kenwin mm. Jones ones as yet, but I'm sure you'll see it along, along the way in the future, you know, sliding on your knees and on your back and pumping. Well, that, you know, that's, that's becoming very, very common, the sliding yeah. on the knees one, and you can see how, it de- how it's developed. But uh, someone, I don't know whether it was a, a bit of an urban legend, but someone said that that paid, put paid well, not put paid to Solskjaer's career, but it certainly um, it created knee problems, knee, knee injuries for him. After only scored the winner in the uh, cup final in... Barcelona. Oh yeah, he's Bayern Munich. Yeah, he, he slid on his knees, and someone told me once that, that that's what led to to injury. So keep pointing to the well, skies. Yeah, you know what? yeah, don't uh, yeah. slide on your knees. You, well, I've slid to my knees and, and tumbled right over. My knees got stuck in the ground. And everyone's laughing at you, but you just don't care because you've scored a goal. But do you know celebrations? I loved them the best. That you, you seen one the other week where Sturridge just stood there with his arms open, looking at towards you know the Everton fans rubbing it in a little bit in the derby, and everyone's on top of him. I love the celebrations where every single player's there. All your team are there. Do you like the ones where eight of them are on top of you, though? Yeah, yeah. Well, Do you? Not when you're, on, the, you're you on, the, eat, on the bottom, the, the pile-on scenario. I like seeing, I like <laughs> seeing, especially every game's an important game, but when you've just scored a win at all, or whatever it may be, for me, y- your whole team have got to be there mm. to celebrate it all in style. Like it. Right, we're going to have a short break. We, we will talk about Liverpool and Everton. In a little bit more depth, of course, all in the game is here at 6 o'clock at Neil Atkinson. No Dave Downing today, so Akko will be dragging someone else in. Thanks for everyone who got involved on the uh, alternative transfer deadline day on Friday night. How on earth he managed to talk for six hours, I don't know. But Neil Atkinson uh, is back with the very latest. His thoughts on Conor Planancar, Conor Plianka and all the rest of them uh, coming up later on. Still got 20 minutes of extra time to go. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. Uh, welcome back, 5.41, it's extra time. We have Mark Quayle, former pro, and of course, uh, League One's joint top scorer, Ryan Lowe, in the studio. Uh, let's touch on the, the games that took place at the weekend. That was some comeback from uh, Everton, particularly after the Derby defeat. Went a goal down, but showed immense resilience. I mean, Roberto Martinez, I think he went over the top. I think he called that the biggest win of the season. It's just the, the last game, the, the biggest performance, because it's the last game. Yeah, but I think what he's trying to do is, we talked before about Ronnie Moore, comments for Ryan maybe a bit of a spare I think with, with Roberto Martin as you can see he's quite quite clever he's quite astute to, to you know uh, pounce upon an opportunity to galvanise yeah. the squad galvanise yeah. the club galvanise the fans even you know they listen to you know everyone listens to their manager and dissects what they say and, and the body language and how they, they present themselves and, and you know Martin has, has the team's done well and they've given them a platform to 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 make it look like they've, they've bounced back and they haven't, they needed yeah. to. Well, what he didn't want to do is them to get beat and then they go two, unbe- uh, two being beat and you think, oh, hang on a minute, it's going to be tough, the third one, and then, you you know, you're into that negativity stage where you think, oh, if we get beat again here, people are going to start saying this and thought might not be up for grabs. So, you know, I I agree with him. He, you know, it was a bit, it was a bit big win and hopefully for them it, it could be one towards the end of the season after you look back I think do you know what that was the best win of the season now I, d- I don't watch Everton sort of week in week out for 90 minutes but watching the derby last week I looked at Kevin Morales and thought that's a player yeah. that can actually change games for Everton people spoke about Stephen Pienaar for me I thought Morales in the derby particularly looked like the one who was possibly well, going to do something in, in, again Yeah, he, he's actually won the game for them against Villa I think if, if you touch on the derby and, and you know Ryan will 
when you you'll appreciate this when you've got a player like that who really he's about qualities he gives the icing on the cake for Everton he's, he's got mm. pace he's got the skills that, that you look for to build on a decent solid team and in the derby match he rolled his sleeves up and, and worked hard more than anything you know and demonstrated that he, he wasn't going to lie down and to be fair I don't think any of the team laid down I don't think there was a missing personnel and there was tactical or technical reasons really why Everton were blown away so you know comprehensively um, and I think that you know, on Saturday, he, he just he showed what he, what he really is all about with the free kick with five minutes to go, which was fantastic. And, and on that free kick, you know, you look at Baines there, he'd been putting that free kicks in a top stanchion all season. Mm. And for him to say to Morales, go on then, he knows he's he's on top form. And I, I was listening to Alan Irwin's, um the radio, and he was saying, oh yeah, Baines going to step up to take this. Oh no, he's not. Morales is top in, get in. Goal. Do, do you not think that's gutsy from Kevin Morales? Not not just nice of Leighton Baines, but actually gutsy and very confident. Well, he did it, he did it, it's he like did it not long ago from a very yeah. similar position, a couple of weeks ago against Norwich. Right. So I think Baines has kind of sort of, though the pair of them, I should say, have probably looked at it and gone, yeah. that's that's. But what he'll have gone up to him and gone, I fancy this, I fancy this, and Baines has thought, well, so do I. But then he's gone, oh, give me, give me. He mm. probably has asked him for it, and he's thought, go on then. The big thing was look, he, he tried to take one in the derby, and he hit it right in the middle of the wall. We just sort of summed up everything that was happening on the Tuesday night. So you know, brave for him yeah. to sort of put it's it down on the Saturday. It. Yeah, yeah. Because he wasn't, you know, he wasn't having the greatest game. Everton played okay Saturday. They controlled the game, but the, yeah. the goal was was poor. What they conceded. I actually think it was a foul, not the, not the actual physical challenge itself. But he grabs Barkley's arm a couple of times to Delph before uh, before he, he made the lunge. You know, so I, I would have pulled it back for that. But uh, and the, you know, they, they did the post Martin has touched on it. And he, the heads could have dropped, and it, and it would have been a, a, a good thing. Down, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, ultimately, at the moment, as it stands, taking into consideration the last two results, they're, they're sort of a point worse off after yeah. an annihilation in the derby. So it's not a bad, bad thing, really. Now, glowing tribute in the Telegraph today. There was a, a period last season when Kevin Morales was Everton's luxury item. Today has been redesigned into one of the Premier League's most dependable and uh, consistent entertainers. That's certainly high he, praise indeed. He says about um, his mental strength. He reckons uh, he's, he's sort of, you know, become introspective about it, sort of talking with his dad and his, and his manager now, Martinez. He, could, yeah. he credits Martinez and his, and his father with uh, strengthening him up mentally. He's, apparently he's not missed a game through, uh, through any kind of injury since 2013, January 2013. So, uh, James uh, Kluski has just tweeted us and said, um, he's talking about Rory Smith, who writes for the, the Times, I think. He said, can't get my head around Rory Smith calling Morales the Belgian Darren Huckabee. I used to like Darren Huckabee. I thought he was a great player yeah, well, at his, at his yeah, very I, I height. I can also it? see that that could be a little bit derogatory. Is that, is that, is that being a bit naughty? No, you know, not, I, I mean, thought Dan Huckabee was an incredibly talented player. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, but, he, but he didn't hit the heights um, that, that you'd hope that Morales is trying to hit. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's talk about mistakes. Um, there was a, a cracker, wasn't there, from Joe Allen earlier this season in the derby, but I think Colo Torre has, uh, has overshadowed him <laughs> for uh, possibly mistake of the season. Uh, how on earth... Do you deliver a ball to to an opposition striker in, in that sort of area when, to me, it, it didn't look like the most pressurised moment in, in the game? This is Colo Torre yesterday. Mignolet plays the ball out, ball out to him on the floor as his manager tells him to. He has to do that. Brendan's admitted that. And, and Colo somehow flusters and then kicks the ball into an open space on the edge of his own area. Um, we, we got a text before saying, is that schoolboy stuff, or is that just a natural mistake that happens in professional football? Well, I, I think we were talking about it before, off air, you know, you look down the line of it, if, if anyone had watched it, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure Liverpool fans will have paused it and looked back, I think, oh, how's he done that? Now, for one, Mignolet's given the ball, 
and it's come onto his bad foot, which is left foot first. So he's had to more or less turn around a little bit. He's seen the winger coming towards him, and I think it might have been a midfielder. And obviously he can't see any any chibi. Who then Gerard sort of wanting the ball, but he can't get it through because the midfielders closed them down. And then you've got an Ichibi in between Gerard and Skittle. So for me, I'd, why he never just went back to Mignolet? I was talking then before. It was because he's on his left foot. Well, just give him it because if he has to shank it out in Rosehead where Hughes was sitting up in the stands, commentary box, then do that. You know, you win them one nil. Why even attempt to try and pass a ball across the back of your box? There? I think it's indicative of, of how both teams haven't. Well, had Mark was saying before how Liverpool and Everton are playing now. Now he was saying he's an Everton only him. Everton have got away with it so much this season. I'll guarantee you now, Liverpool will not make that mistake again, because whether it be Mignolet or whether it be Colo Torre, it's getting put. 60, pump 60 yards up the But pitch. they're not allowed to do that. Brennan, well, said, Brennan said afterwards, he said, I'm not going to drop my philosophy. He said, because you, you, no, journal, you journalists asking me that yeah, are the he, sort of journalists who are criticising the World Cup when England yeah. play long ball well, football. Well, he won't. He won't. And that's fair play to him. He will not change his philosophy. And I know I know he won't change his philosophy because that's what he sticks with and that's what he believes with. But it'll either be change of personnel because if, if Colo Torre... Well, he can't, a, can he? Colo's well, is only fit yeah, centre-half, well, isn't he, at the moment? Not at the moment, moment now. And, and you, you can talk about this all day long and you can go on about it. He should have done this, he should have done that. Look, for one, he possibly should have just took it out of his left foot, had a little bit of confidence and tried to clip it down the line. At worst, he may have got a throw-in. Regroup up and down the pitch. But for him not to see... And he should be there, and the ball was a it was a give me, weren't it? It wasn't an interception, was it? It was straight to him. Straight to him. Yeah, he couldn't have teed it up no, better, no, no. better for him. I think I think the, the initial the instigation of the mistake, I'm not blaming him 100 percent for it, but it lies with me like giving him a when a, a forward player you know go attempts to close him down. So should, should have taken more time take an extra, before he extra the ball couple of seconds. Yeah, Howard's, yeah. Howard's been guilty of, of that for Everton. He should have watched. Kind of stop yeah. it right at that minute. Then it doesn't happen, you know. But, the, but it's you part can of it at that level because the, the, you're asking the, the managers are asking the players or the coaches are asking the players to, to pull wide in a position to receive the ball. And Torre's not in position to receive that ball properly from a no. technical point of view. And that's also, not what you do. That's also, what you he should, Mignolet should be his eyes. If he's got his back, if he's if he's facing Mignolet and he's got his back to play, if you like, from mm. the bodies behind him, he should be looking at the winger that's going to charge Colo Torre down and try and win the ball. So he should be thinking, now nah, go on, get away, get away. Well, that's why he, he's, he's not in position. Because no. it gets in position, Torre, you can see whether someone's closing him down or whether, you know, and, and in which case he, he can receive it from Mignolet. And he goes back to the man, Mignolet gives him it, and it's a bit of a panic on. And in the fairness, Torre's not, not the most graceful of, of ball players yeah, anyway, who can yeah. throw a little cruif in and maybe, or feel a defender come in. Because what's impressive, to be honest with you, with John Stones is he won't panic. I mean, yeah. you know, he's, he's got he's his faults at the lad, moment, and he's a young lad, but he, he's, he'll feel you if you come in tight with him and he's rolling, he's rolling these wingers. He rolled the winger a couple of times. He looks he, confident, doesn't think, he? Oh, he's going to get a took yeah. on. You know, so at the last minute, if you've got a player who can do that, that's great. But the first coaching situation is wait till your man's ready to receive this ball before you give me. I, th I think what's fascinating with Brendan and the way the ball's played out is it's the same process every time. He asks his centre-halves to split Let's and he asks Gerrard to sort of drop yeah. in mm -hmm. to, to that. So if you're an opposition team, you know exactly, exactly. what Liverpool are going to do and you also know that Mignolet's distribution is pretty poor. Yeah. Well, is that the case? Because I don't watch well, Liverpool every week. So For I'm... me, what would, what would have happened if Colo Torre had a... Ball received on his left foot. He's trying to play it back across goal to Skittle. What would have happened if he'd have took it onto his right foot and just launched it 40 yards up the pitch and got out? But he never scored. 
Brendan oh, Rodgers Bre- could then turn around and say, don't be doing that again if they, if they didn't win the yeah. ball and it, up mm. 40 yards in the pitch. But it has stopped them scoring. So there's a time and a place to play for me. And yet, his philosophy is great. He wants to pass, play, and, and he'll keep doing it and keep doing it. But for that split second, when you've got two men closing you down and you're not, mm. as Mark was saying, the best on the ball anyway as a, as a footballer, as a talented player who can jink his shoulder and move right and left and get past someone, then, mate, it, put your the, foot through that. The thing ball. as well with your, with your goalkeepers, you, you don't want them to panic. And Liverpool were under a bit of pressure, not not consistent you know, out and out pressure, but he'd made a few good saves. They were holding on to a 1 0 lead, and you're thinking, get out of there with the three points. They've done the same West Brom to Everton the other week because I watched that. Yeah, exactly yeah. the same and, in the second half. And you think, just hold on to it that extra little few minutes, let it let it catch our breath. You know, and there he yeah. was, he just threw it straight to him. So, I, I, you know, crazy pass. Like you and say, by the if way, you, if you lose your bearings, yeah. Come yeah. on, I'm going to get rid of this one. Just this one time, yeah. I'm getting rid of it. And, and I'm going to have a go at him and that, say, yeah. don't be giving it me there yeah, again. Exactly. But he thought, no, I can handle this. And, and he didn't see any GB. So. It's not where football should be adaptable. And actually... Well, it, it is you adaptable, know, but isn't it? It's out confusing you want to make it. Well, of course it is. But Brendan, if he's looking at Torre and thinks perhaps he's not the most graceful on the ball, then he should be saying to him as a player, look, you know, use different facets of your game to make sure... I'd hope to think, and I'd like to think... Dangers are clear. Mm. I'd hope to hope to think and like to think that deep down, Brendan Rodgers have said to him, "Next time you're in that position, if you're not comfortable, can I just say he is one of the nicest people ever, Colo Torre yeah. as well." So well, I listen, felt sorry for yeah. him when afterwards Brendan Rodgers said, "Bless him," and oh, it no. made me think it was just like a dad's comment, wasn't yeah. it? Your co-commentator, commentator, by the way. Melis, what Mel, did he yeah. say before he come on the pitch? Two minutes, he Two said. Two minutes before it, what did he say? He's and I said, I was coming home from the bats with the kids, I hope he's listening to this, Mella, now. Why has he just said that? Because he said, what did he say? He said it looks um, not fragmented, he said something like it, it, it looks... He said, you've got something about an EGB coming has and got the greatest goal scoring record, no, but it's going to be up for it, <laughs> because he's an ex-blue, <laughs> and what does he do, Mel's? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but he also predicted the goal coming. He said Liverpool looked yeah. a little bit um, a little bit awkward at that moment. Robbie said, Mignolet's distribution, not a patch on, on Pepe Reynas. I think we probably uh, agree with that. Tony Hodgkinson scoring goals, best feeling in the world, natural thing to go for it, especially for uh, last-minute winners. Um <laughs> Lorne here, Liverpool have made the most errors on the pitch, 29, which have led to goals scored or chances on goal, uh, which is interesting. An area to perhaps uh, iron out. Um, look, the, the race is still on, fourth, fifth. Everton did the job, Liverpool not quite. Um, fourth place, is it? Is it looking like that? that's what they're both edging for at the, at the moment? Arsenal, yeah, yeah. again, well, didn't Everton slip up. The, the only thing that, on, that, that I think that anything else is wouldn't be on the cards for Everton. Yeah. That's, you know, they're back in it now. You know, they could have been, not out of it, but, you know, could have been looking less like, and Sunday's a massive game for Everton. Do you know what, though? Man United are still not out of it. You know, people have been mm. saying, I've been listening to ex-players saying, oh, they're well outfitted, this, that. They might be out the top two, but they're certainly not out the top mm. four. It's going gonna... to be tough for Liverpool and Everton to stay there and maintain it, because, like for Everton, they'll have wanted to try and win the derby. Liverpool obviously won the derby comfortably. You go away to West Brom, you think, well, go on then, kick mm. on. Yeah, maybe a couple of years ago you might have lost that game, So, and, and Brendan Rodgers did say it's a good point, it could turn out to be a good point I think point t- in the end. touching on just 
going back to it a little bit, West Brom is the worst pitch I've seen in the Premier League shocking. for a long time. And it was Absolutely shocking awful. when Everton played the other week yeah. and it affected Everton's performance. And they didn't see the whole game yesterday. Yeah. So that's something to consider for both teams, I think. Yeah. It was it was bare in patches. Mm. It literally, mm. For current Premier League standards, I hadn't but seen a pitch crit- like it. In criticism to both Everton and Liverpool, you get 1-0 up front. 1-0 in front, you want to uh, you want to maintain that. And they, did, it, they yeah. both failed to do it. Ever, yeah. mm. Final word on the inaugural Tramere Rovers go-karting competition, which oh, yeah, Lowy, like, unfortunately, <laughs> crashed out of and wasn't involved in. <laughs> Oh, well, I, I, had to, I had a bit of a stiff he back. He said he was so too good I, I had to, for it, didn't he? He said, he he said the boys were all wimps. I'll tell you what, just a few bad drive. drivers. Yeah. Cole Stockton <laughs> thought he was in his little car driving up Edge Lane. Terrible. Um, Win- winner? Wallace, captain was awful, that, right. well, uh, although he's just finished third. Uh, winner was Stephen Jennings. Well done to him. I got him black uh, black flagged out, though, because someone crashed into me. Weren't black happy flagged. About that. <laughs> what sort of uh, go-karting was this? Jason Kumas, second. Right. And actually, James Wallace has finished third. I don't know how, because he, he stunk the house out. Uh, but we've all had a great day today. The lads have a little bit of team bonding there, and um, it's been a good little day. Oh, that's nice. Uh, Quietly, thanks very much for coming in. You're welcome. Thank you for Sang- having me. Sang a bit of a letdown, but I believe he's back busy, on, the, busy. on St. and Snods at the weekend. Um, oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah, Big yeah time, I think, think so. Standing in there. Maybe just ditched us for that. Uh, Lowy, keep on scoring. Cheers. Uh, top man in the league. Thanks for those guys. All in the game is next. Neil Atkinson up in a moment. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. Thank you.